Welcome to this first episode of our brand new feature Voices Matter on Ara City Radio. Our very first guest on this new feature is called Shabnam Zabzi. Shabnam is from Iran. She's lived in Luxembourg for some years now. And since the protests in Iran started in September, she has been active in supporting these Iranian people. And that's what we are going to talk about today. Good morning, Shabnam Zabzi. Good morning, Francesca. Shannam, you came from Iran many, many years ago. And since then, you haven't really been in touch with the Iranian community and Iranian politics. I left Iran 1988, but I went to U.S. I lived, went to school, worked. And um, in 2010, my husband got a contract in Doha. And we went and lived there for five years and then came to Luxembourg. He's Belgian. The war between U.S. and Europe, Europe won. <laughs> Hence, we ended up being here. So now the protests for democracy that are going on since September in Iran have made you more active, have made you kind of change your mind. You've started to support the people in Iran and you want to raise awareness about their situation. The Iranian regime, however, has been suppressing their people for decades. So why have you decided just now to stand up to voice your opinion? Very good question. As I mentioned, I left 88 And uh, during that time, it was right after the revolution, it was the Iraq and Iran war, and the brutality immediately after the regime took over was horrendous. Um, overnight, 300 uh, military ranking officers were executed. My friends were put in jail, tortured, family members, my own family also. The only way that I can describe it, it was nothing but suffocation. So when I left, that suffocation, feeling that suffocation, made me even be isolated from my own community because of the fear of the regime. And of course, life took over school, family, and so forth and on. Not until this revolution, the Woman Life Freedom Movement, the first in the history woman-led revolution supported by their fathers, brothers, sons, that took my heart, broke it into pieces, and then gathered it up as a courage. And that anger is the revolt for this regime. And what made me speak up and become an activist or actively supporting and amplifying the voices is because It seems like the governments across the world, in a way, they are united to actually keep the regime in power. And the medias are not reflecting the real voices of Iran. And the media agencies, normally, they're just picking up the propaganda of the regime. Currently, if you want to know what is happening, you have to go to Twitter and see what exactly happening moment by moment. And that's not how it should be. So I, I just couldn't be silent. I couldn't be silent anymore. Their voices needed to be amplified. And I'm one also. 
here. What do you feel like is the information that's not transmitted right by the media? Everything. Currently, maybe you have heard, or perhaps not, that since February, beginning of February, 27 schools have been under chemical attack and over 1,000 schoolgirls. But I haven't seen it in any one of the newspapers, any of the news here. I have not. I've reached out to many. And one wonders why. Why is it that nobody wants to talk about this? Because they have to answer the big question of what to do next with this regime? Is that that hard to answer? What do you feel can you as one single person, one single activist, do to improve the situation? I don't feel like I am one. The community has come together right here in Luxembourg. Many people, just like myself, they have been united now with one voice. You've seen the demonstrations since September that have been organized here. You perhaps have seen and heard of an activist like Mr. Laboff that went on hunger strike for a week here. So I am not one, but all of us have been united. This movement, this woman life freedom movement have united the hearts and actually made us all be courageous to come together after 44 years to say enough is enough. Basta. Time has come. You stress this point that this is a woman's movement. Why does that matter so much for you? Because since the regime took over, this gender apartheid regime really suppressed women. Often I hear, and that's another reason that I want to speak up and I want to raise awareness, that often people think that it's about the hijab. Oh, okay, we're seeing some images of women walking around without hijab, so life is good, back to normal. And that's not it. Hijab was a controlling factor. I'll give you just a very simple example. Under the Islamist regime of Iran, women are not allowed to leave the country without the permission of their fathers or the husbands. After the inheritance law, the daughter of the family would not be able to take any inheritance or a very small portion. So a lot of these things, immediately after the revolution of 1979, was imposed to the women of Iran, and many other things, by the way. And the hijab was one of it, and definitely a controlling factor for the regime. So why is it it's the woman movement? Because the women took it to the streets after Masa Amini's death. They took it to the streets saying that enough is enough. But It's true that it's a woman's movement, but it was supported by the fathers and the brothers immediately. We have had men going to the streets, standing in front of women, getting shot, killed, just because they wanted to support their sisters. Do you think that something is going to change now? Absolutely. It's not a matter of if, it's definitely a when, and it is happening. It is happening. One thing that is so important is that the power of people is so obvious that someone like me, 
someone like me that has been away for so long, I can't even stay quiet. And many others, and let's not forget that it's not only the Iranian diaspora, it's even other people, activists around the world have spoken up. Politicians, actors, musicians, everyone have now been in solidarity with this movement because enough is enough. This needs to stop. A terrorist regime of Iran needs to be stopped once and for all. We need to speak up. We need to question our governments. We need to understand their policies. What are they doing? What kind of hands are they shaking behind the tables <laughs> and behind the curtains, rather? So that we really need to speak up, that we really need to say no more. We will take actions now. And that's my view on that. And we're doing it, by the way. May I ask how old were you when you left Iran? 17. So that's pretty young. Yes, yes. And, and the 17 back then in that country, basically it was from my door, my home, to school, not going anywhere, not doing anything. So very, very, in a very closed and oppressive environment. I went to U.S. and I was just amazed by the freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of actions in, in being able to learn from others that the world is not so suppressive as I had learned it to be. I've learned a lot. I've cherished it. And it's time for me to put them, to merge it. I am not one or the other, but um, I'm a global citizen, literally. I'm, when I say it, I mean that. At a young age, I left the country leaving behind my family, leaving behind my friends, leaving behind my everything that I knew. It was like being cut off from everything that I knew and I had to le relearn everything. But I'm happy in a way that I have woken up from, from a coma, 40 years of coma. So this, this uh, revolution has changed my life also. You left with your parents? No, alone. But whose decision was it? My parents' decision because the situation was really bad. We had to leave. Um, I have two brothers also. One by one, we had to leave. And eventually my parents left. Many years later, they also left as well. Have you ever gone back to Iran? No. You can't probably? No, certainly not now. Um, the activists here in Europe or um, other countries, also in U.S., Canada, they've been threatened by the regime. They have been kidnapped. Many dual nationals have been kidnapped, even taken back to Iran, and um, they've been detained, tortured. One of the most famous ones right now is the activist, Iranian-German activist, that just last week was sentenced to death, execution, Jamshid Shadmer, and we are trying to amplify the voices of the politicians here to speak up, stand up. The threat is everywhere, that's for sure, but the government can't silence us any longer. So we've been outside of Iran for more than 30 years now. Why would you say do you still feel this strong connection to this country if you passed two-thirds of your life almost outside in in the U.S., in Luxembourg, in Europe? 
It's the Generation Z in Iran. They took to the streets, despite all of the brutality and the tyranny of this regime, they said enough is enough. I can't say that it's certainly my connection to the land, but it is to these young kids in the street. As, as young as even seven years old, you, we see the images from the schools that are saying no more. So when I see that, I want to be their voice. I want to be here amplifying their voices. And in a way, I feel like maybe even I'm taking a revenge for the loss of my life as well. And saying that, well, this happened to me and my family. I want them to have their future where they belong and where this is their land they're fighting for. So my connection is to this young generation there. They deserve it. They deserve the freedom. The freedom that I learned being outside Iran, I want them to have it. We, we take to the streets. I've gone to all the major demonstrations in Brussels, Paris, Strasbourg, here in Luxembourg in full security. And every time I walk away from the streets, the demonstrations, I thank the police, members of the police for that city, and I thank them for that security that they are providing. In full security, we're able to speak up against the tyranny. They take it to the streets without that security. They're being tortured. They get raped by the government, thugs, IRGC members, the militants of the regime. And yet, they don't give up. I can't give up. It's not just I, all of us, the Iranian diaspora, we don't give up. As long as they're fighting, we're fighting also. But this nation is a very, very proud nation, courageous nation long history, rich history, brilliant minds are there. They just need a chance, and the foreign governments, they need to give that chance and not support the oppressive regime. That needs to stop, and this is where I can contribute towards. Um, since when do you feel like that? Were you proud of Iran's the moment you left, or this admiration for the country and the people, did it come later? The, the great Persia has been in the history for many years. And I can speak on behalf of my countrymates that we're all very proud of our history. And of course, our history doesn't stop with the beginning of the revolution of 1979. But certainly, It put us in a position that say, be afraid of saying that we are Iranians. When I lived in the States, the war between US and Kuwait and Iraq, I almost had to be hiding and not saying that I'm Iranians because we were oh, Iranian terrorists. I mean, it was immediately looked upon as such. So naturally, because of 
what this regime did. Many of us didn't want to be associating, many of us outside Iran, we didn't want to associate with that. Did our history, did our rich culture stop? No, we didn't. But this government was the reason for us feeling that we should be ashamed of our heritage. Your question is that when did you feel, I, I guess I have to say again, this revolution made me feel like, well, yeah, it's true. This regime, it's responsible for how I felt in hiding, quote unquote. In the beginning of our conversation, you said after you left Iran, you were like in this phase of isolation. You didn't want to look back. How much time or how much effort did it take you to get out of there, out of this emotional state? When I left, my father told me when I was saying goodbye to my father, you have to be strong. You have to make it. You have no other choice. You have to make it. That last emotional contact with my father, because I wanted to make him proud, in a way, I masked all of my feelings. I didn't cry. I just had to make it. I have to be that strong daughter. So to answer your question, it was a matter of life and death to just cover up the feelings and don't look back. I had no other choice but continuing and standing on my own feet in a totally different world, culture, go to school, work three jobs. So I believe I just didn't have time and I didn't allow myself to even feel it. But um, I don't think it was a conscious decision. It was a survival mode. Okay. Thanks a lot, Shabnam. Thank you for your time. Do you want to add anything that you feel is important, what we haven't talked about yet? All I can ask is that don't be indifferent. One of the slogans that we give in the demonstration is that silence is violence. That we can apply to any topic, right? When we see injustice, we need to speak up. Don't be indifferent to say, oh, there is another demonstration. Please come and ask. Please find out what is going on. Recently in Utopia, there was a movie about Be My Voice, about a female journalist activist, Masi Alinejad. And I gave an intro, and afterwards there was a Q&A. A young girl, I believe she was French, young girl, she asked me questions, and she said, how can we help? I just wanted to go and hug her. Thank you very much for asking, how can I help? You can help within your communities. You can raise flags. You can ask questions. You can stand against injustice. We can no longer be in our own cocoons and be indifferent. It's not my problem. Oh, this is their own problem in their country. No, that problem is this problem here too. The influx of the refugees, the influx of terror acts across the countries. It's everybody's problems. What is happening to Ukraine is also the problem for all of us. We can no longer be silent. Please speak up. Please, if you don't know, ask questions. Push 
pressure in your news agencies, with your journalists, with your politicians. Ask questions. What is this stance? Why are you not uh, reporting? Why are you not taking a stance against the government, this government or any other oppressive governments? Thank you. Thank you. That was Shabnam Zabzeh in our interview in this very first episode of our new feature, Voices Matter. We talked about the protests that are going on in Iran.